Hello and welcome to this Net Zero Investor podcast. I'm Mona Dola, the editor of Net Zero Investor, and today we'll be looking at the EU's new anti-deforestation regulation and their potential impact on corporate bonds. And I'm joined today by Stephanie Mjernik. She's the director of research at the Anthropocene Fixed Income Institute. And she's also the author of a paper that looks at the financial risks of these new anti-deforestation rules. So, Stephanie, great to have you here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, great to be here as well. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so you've recently published a paper on the financial risks in bonds that uh, lend to major soy traders because of those new anti-deforestation anti regulation in the EU. So can you tell us what prompted your research? Sure. So uh, for the context, the European Union has adopted a, a new regulation that requires uh, any company selling products uh, in the European Union um, linked to commodities such as palm oil, soy or cattle, amongst others, to demonstrate that the products are free from deforestation. And uh, this regulation is perceived as uh, groundbreaking and uh, should substantially reduce Europe's uh, deforestation footprint, but has implication for companies selling uh, products to um, the European Union. And uh, soy is particularly relevant because it's amongst the largest driver of deforestation in South America. And at the same time, Europe is uh, the second largest importer of soy. So the financial risk for investors is fairly high, considering that soy traders um, also provide at the moment little guarantee that they're going to comply with the regulation. Um, so investors should pay particular attention to this issue. Okay. And what is the scope of that regulation? Does it only apply to um, EU, EU domicile funds? No. So actually the rules apply to all companies placing products to the EU uh, whenever they are domiciled to start with. Um, so commodity traders are in scope, of course, but also manufacturers, food manufacturers and retailers. Uh, and from an investment fund perspective, any fund um, that has exposure to these companies, whether they are domiciled in, in the Euro, sorry, in the European Union or elsewhere, will be exposed to the financial risk of um, linked to the EU regulation. Okay, that's so potentially the impact could be huge. Yes, exactly. Even a, a US-based uh, investment fund that has um, investment in, in companies such as Cargill or, or Bungie um, that, that are selling soy to the European Union, well, they need to look into that because that may impact the, the performance of the, of, of the investment. Interesting. And when are these new rules coming into force? So the EU regulation on, on deforestation will come into force end of next year. Uh, but there will be a review of the scope of the regulation soon after it's being enforced. Uh, so, for example, at the moment, only uh, forested land um, is being covered by the regulation, uh, but the review may end up with other ecosystems um, falling under the scope of the regulations, such as uh, grasslands or wetlands. When thinking about um, uh, South America, uh, savannas are uh, actually excluded from, from the scope of the regulation, but the review might end up including these um, sort of ecosystems. Uh, and so extend actually the um, potential um, impact uh, of um, commodity traders. 
And what we've seen, obviously, with earlier EU regulation, ESG issues like the taxonomy that it's kind of had a precedence effect and then the US and the UK have kind of picked up on it. Do you think there will be a similar effect this time that maybe US and UK regulators will be looking more closely at this as well? Yes, exactly. So this is actually uh, already the case in, in the UK uh, with the Environmental Environment Act, sorry, uh, that is tackling uh, illegal deforestation uh, with companies being required to produce a, a due diligence report on uh, forest risk commodities. Um, in the US, there are some proposals uh, through the Forest Act and the New York uh, Tropical Deforestation Free Procurement Act. Uh, but the difference with the EU regulation here is that the EU regulation is uh, tackling both legal and illegal deforestation, uh, which is quite uh, remarkable compared to other regulations that might only be tackling uh, illegal deforestation. And so it is really fundamental for investors to assess which companies are best positioned uh, to face the, this new regulatory landscape and how that may affect uh, financial performance. So your paper mentions, Stephanie, that a lot of these issues are actually weighted as investment grade. And if we see this from an asset owner perspective, how, how likely is it that they would have exposure to these types of bonds? Are they, for example, included in any of the major investment grade indices? Yes, absolutely. So as long as they are eligible due to, to, to their size and, and characteristics, this bond would be absolutely eligible in any investment grade corporate bond index. Um, the global ag, for example, um, or that can be other indices that act as a benchmark for investment funds. So that, that's how investors could get exposure to, to these bonds. Um, we also saw that there's a substantial um, number of ETFs that are being exposed to, to uh, soil traders' uh, bonds. Um, for example, the iShares um, short-term corporate bond ETF, I think that's, that's the largest one we've seen. And uh, we have also seen uh, a number of ESG funds having um, exposure to these bonds. And well, it might not be in the ESG funds mandate to um, explicitly look at the regulatory impact of um, of, of uh, deforestation on on the on the bonds uh, they're investing in. But still, I mean, for environmentally minded uh, investor, you can argue that's an aspect that they should really really look into. Yeah, certainly. So, in a nutshell, what are the key takeaways from that paper? So. First of all, um, deforestation um, is a huge concern for investment uh, for investors and, and governments, and it's increasingly uh, being accounted for uh, by um, the financial industry. Um, we see that there is increasing regulatory pressure, but also we see that investors are start also to exclude companies from their investable universe. Um, and, and the financial industry really tackling deforestation in their uh, policies and their frameworks. So that may lead to credit deterioration for companies which are most exposed to um, these to deforestation and, and, and especially companies that are not managing this risk very well. 
And so a second takeaway was uh, for us to, uh, we, we looked at whether this risk was actually priced um, uh, by the market, uh, considering it has potentially a huge impact. And um, we have seen that, uh, unfortunately, some deals uh, that carried a, a high risk uh, for investor were still very well received by the market. Um, I'm taking as an example the latest uh, Eurobond issued by Cargill that was nine times oversubscribed and, and considering the risk for the company that was a bit um, uh, yeah that that was a bit surprising and and there were not really mention of any of these uh, issues in, in, in the bonds uh, documentation um, and um, so most globally, we, we also did a, a study that was a bit more global and, and, and we want to be mindful that the data is not perfect. And so we want to be a bit modest of the result of our study. But still, we do think there is um, enough proof to, to say that we don't observe that the risk is being uh, priced by the market at the moment. And from the last takeaway of our study is that uh, Bungie, uh, amongst the, the largest investment grade um, issuer, issuers, uh, Bungie appears as the riskiest company uh, when looking at the company's uh, deforestation exposure uh, versus its um, revenue stream. Because mm -hmm. you developed some sort of um, weighting for, for in terms of exposure, right? In, in relation to the overall um, company size. Okay. Exactly, because the deforestation footprint is, is one thing, but it may not be a huge financial risk if it's a very small part of a company's supply chain. But um, when the deforestation footprint is large compared to a, compa a company's revenue, then you might argue that, well, that's, that's where you should pay most attention as an investor, and that's probably why you have the highest financial risk. And another thing that stood out to me in that paper was that a lot of that debt, I think about a third, if I remember correctly, is, is quite short dated and due to a mature, I think, by 2027 at the latest. So you might appoint that for investors, that might be the point of, of bringing up any potential issues on deforestation exposure. Is that right? Yes, exactly. Um, and, and that's uh, an interesting landmark 2027 because that's not long after uh, the EU regulation is being enforced. So uh, the, the, the landscape for um, soy traders and for commodity traders in general might be a bit different. Um, having that, first of all, bondholders, they, they may not have voting rights like equity um, uh, shareholders, but they still have ways uh, to engage with, with, with companies. Um, so first of all, by integrating ESG considerations into the investment process uh, and appropriately communicating with companies um, and making companies aware of them might potentially being excluded from, from the investment universe if they don't uh, comply with certain ESG frameworks. Um, they, I mean, bondholders can still have access to senior management and, and engage on these issues. Um, and, and that's only a couple of examples amongst, um, well, other engagement uh, actions that can be taken, um, collaborative engagements as well. Uh, we, ha we have seen a couple of these as well in, in the fixed income space around deforestation. So I think, yeah, there, there are ways for, for bondholders to, to engage and to uh, make their voice heard when it comes to deforestation um, uh, within the fixed income market. 
a lot of this debt is due to mat mature and but you, you could say um by 2027 it's already too late and because the eu regulations have already come into force so the alternative could be to sell these type of assets now and we've seen some pension funds like smart pension here in the uk they've already taken some steps to divest from assets with exposure to deforestation risks um, do you think other asset owners will follow and what are the pros and cons of divesting from these bonds? Well, in the uh, financial industry, uh, it, they, they, there's always been this debate uh, within uh, the ESG space as to whether uh, we should divest or we should engage uh, from from uh, the bad actors. And, and um, well, I, I think it, it really depends on um, each um, company's approach to, to ESG. I would say that selling these bonds now, uh, it's placing investors ahead of a potential credit deterioration, uh, because as you mentioned, the, the regulation is being enforced pretty soon. Uh, and especially um, um, if investors don't believe that some companies are, are, are going to be able to comply, so these companies could be targeted as as um as uh, being sold. Um, on the flip side, obviously, if you uh, if you sell uh, your, your your bonds uh, in these companies, then you lose the ability to engage with the companies, um, and you 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 don't have the exposure uh, to these companies anymore. So yeah, um, the, your impact on these companies may be a bit more limited. Um, but yeah, to, to come back on the, on the topic of, uh, divestment, um, well, we see that deforestation is, is becoming a very important factor, as I mentioned earlier. And the nature loss, uh, is a growing concern in the investment community. Um, we see that financial institutions are taking steps globally to, to divest from, from these assets. So I think we can expect this trend to, to continue and, and be adopted on a, on a larger scale. Um, and if we take coal as an example, well, uh, amongst the past uh, couple of, of years, I mean, um, no Western banks is uh, willing to provide funding to coal projects anymore. And, and well, we might see um, similar um, pattern happening with uh, companies having activities exposed to deforestation. So that should be a, um, a tail uh, and, and that should be, well, um, um, something to be mindful of and, and um, yeah, to, to, to keep in mind when, when thinking about um, financing companies that are, uh, have exposure to controversial activities. So just to recap, investors who invest in investment grade debt might want to take a closer look at their exposure to this kind of regulatory risk and uh, possibly explore divesting or at least engaging. Is, is that right? Yeah, exactly. Great. Thank you so much, Stephanie. That's been really helpful and insightful. Thanks for sharing Thanks, the Mona. insights. And you, you can, of course, also access uh, the paper through the Entrofus Institute. Thank you. Pleasure to have you. Thank you, Mana. Thank you.